Hey guys, it's Jules. Uh, I just wanted to say that while we were recording this episode, the recording got corrupted. It took a lot of valiant effort in order to save it, but we managed to do it. But the recording is still a little bit choppy. So I just wanted to warn you guys uh, so that you're not surprised by the kind of weird sounding audio for part of this. Uh, And hopefully it'll still sound okay. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It's Super Important, the podcast about literary-inspired web series. I'm Zoe. And I'm Jules. And today, we will be talking about episodes 53 through 67 of Nothing Much to Do. We were originally going to do 53 through 63, but uh, we realized while we were watching that that's that's kind of not enough, because a lot of the episodes in that chunk are very short. And also, this just felt yeah. like the mo- the more complete arc of the show. Before we get going on those episodes, um, we wanted to discuss something that we kind of, I guess, left hanging last week, mm-hmm. um, which was Pedrasar receipts. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, thank you to Hazel, who kind of chimed in on this. Um, and also I just kind of like went hunting through the candle wasters tumbler, um, and found, I think the most helpful post is this one from July 27th, 2014, um, which reads, Hey everyone, there's been a lot of discussion recently about an ode and about the possible relationship between Balthazar and Pedro. Here's a statement to clear some things up. As you probably know, we filmed most of the series in January. Now we are able to add things to the story as we go in the way that we edit the videos or if the actors are up for more filming, for example, the Q&As. Ruben was inspired to write an ode after seeing another post which mentioned the line, Would He Look Good Next to You? and the title, An Ode to Pedro, both of which Ruben used for the song. In no way did that Tumblr user influence our characterization of Balthazar or put into our heads the idea of Pedrazar. It was great that we could film the song and put it up, involving the fans continuing filming, not to mention expanding on Balthazar, as we regret not giving him more screen time. When we make more videos, it's to clarify points in the story we believe are unclear or to add another dimension to the story we want to tell. We will not go into more depth about our choices for the characters for the moment, as we do not want to spoil future plot points. We have thought and continue to think deeply about our characters and their story arcs. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, Hmm. basically, um, what I had remembered seems to be correct, which is that they filmed the ode later with the Q&As and a couple other things. Um, and that the ode itself was inspired by this Tumblr post. Um, but Pedrazar as a concept was something they were already thinking about, but it really is barely there. Like without the ode, yeah. it's so minimal. Yeah, there's, um, there's like three episodes that, have like mentioned Pedrazar as like a thing. It's like an ode and blurg where yeah. Beatrice and Benedict are like talking about Pedro and Balfazar and then the one foot on sea episode. Right, which was also filmed later. Yeah, all three of those were filmed later. Yes. So like it's yeah, it's just interesting that you know they realized that people were picking up on something between those two characters, even though they really only interacted about twice um, and decided to kind of go for it. Um, The way that reads to me is more like they considered it during filming, like, or like when they were writing it, like, Oh, Hey, there might be something there. And maybe that's why they have the line where Balthazar is like, not necessarily for the chicks though. Um, 
think they considered it and they were like, oh, Balthazar being gay is a good concept. Yeah. But didn't necessarily go further than that until the show was already airing. Yeah, and I think this post is also meant to, like, make it clear that, like, they didn't steal this idea from a random Tumblr user. Like... (laughs) Yeah, they, they wanted just, to, they wanted to make it clear that like the the song itself was inspired by the post, but like they had thought about it beforehand. Maybe they hadn't thought about it as like they wanted to make really make it be in the show before then. Yeah, but like they had thought about it. Yeah, it kind of reads as you know they saw that there was interest in this ship. Um, and were inspired by the post itself to write the song specifically, but not, like, to make the ship a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know if we have anything else to say about it, but it, I was glad to, yeah, I was glad to track it down. Yeah. Um, and yeah. There's so, so much I, old, nothing much to do content that I really want. I really wish I could find. There's like, I, I remember clearly someone made this where someone made an edit of the Marina and the Diamonds video for how to be a heartbreaker and had Balthazar in it. <laughs> yes. Um, and I want, I want to find that because it's a very good image, but I can't find it. Yeah, there's so much, and like, I don't know. We can only can only find so many things yeah. from like six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I'm old. Yeah, we're adults. Yep. All right, should we jump into the episodes now? Yeah, let's. Yeah. Okay, episode 53 is on Beatrice and Hero's channel. It's called Idiots. I have to say, this plus the episode title, Lame, I'm not a huge fan of the ableist language used in these titles. Yeah, I mean, I think this one less so than the other one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. We open on Beatrice and Benedict sitting together in Hero's room. They're sitting next to each other, and they're not arguing. Wow. This is new. It's new and it's great. Um, Beatrice is mad at Ursula for putting up the video of Hero's party. But Ben defends it as uh, Ursula wa- not wanting the rumors to get out of control. Like Ursula, like people had been sh- in their world had been sharing clips to Facebook but not really showing the whole thing. And Ursula yeah. wanted to like show the whole thing. Ben also points out that it makes Claudio look really, really bad, which is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Beatrice makes this clear. Hero did not cheat on Claudio. She is not a person who would do that. Um, but someone in the comments I noticed points out that Beatrice in this episode really has nothing like witty or snarky to say. She just kind of keeps repeating you're all wrong about Hero. Like... That 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 statement just like keeps coming up, and like she's not yeah. really she 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 seems she's very shaken up. Yeah, I think for me that shows how genuinely upset she is because, mm-hmm. and like how in the past she spent a lot of time complaining about Benedict, but it was always in a more fun way. Like yeah. it wasn't, um, it wasn't like this. Yeah. And she was always funny about it. She was always kind of like poking fun at him and even like occasionally at herself a couple times. Um and here she's just lost that. Like she can't even put together the words to be her normal witty self. Yeah. Uh Leo comes in, sits with them. Leo also seems upset, but he says that Hero needs to fix the situation herself. Leo believes Claudio. Yeah, so, uh, fuck you, Leo. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out how realistic this is. 
I know that it, it's the same as in the play. Like, Leonardo believes that Hero has has done this. And I don't... For some reason, it feels less logical here. I don't know why exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that is realistic is Leo sort of blaming himself for the situation. Yes. And then Beatrice being like, what? She's her own person. I think that makes total sense for the characters. But, yeah, the fact that he believes Claudio over Hero is a little bit mm-hmm. hard to believe. But we also don't know Leo that well. Like, yeah. he's been in a couple videos, but he's not exactly, like, a permanent fixture of the show. Yeah, which I think is interesting because Leonardo has a ton of lines in the original play. Like... He's pretty major in the original play, and here he's just kind of there sometimes. And yeah, he's he's yeah. probably just as important as John in the play, or at yeah. least almost in yeah. terms of like lines and time on stage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Beatrice calls Leo a misogynistic bastard, which I like. Yes, and also says, you believed a backstabbing, pig-headed idiot over your own little sister, which, you know, again, she didn't necessarily have to use that word, but I think backstabbing, pig-headed, um, she's yeah. very angry, basically. Yeah, and I, I, I like that Ben is awkwardly in between them. He's, in, like, just not saying anything, yes. like... This clearly is an argument between them. I I should not butt in on this. And he just kind of lets it happen. Yeah, he doesn't know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Leo leaves. Uh, Beatrice repeats that, like, she has no proof that Hero hasn't done this. They, they don't really say what has happened to Hero in this episode. Like, the last time we saw her, she was, like, sobbing as she left. But they don't really say, like, ha- what what Hero is going through right now. Uh, like, is she even capable of telling them anything? And we don't really know. Right. Yeah. We just have to kind of, like, trust Beatrice to know what Hero's going through. Yeah. But we don't. And this episode ends with one of my favorite shots of the whole series. The looking... <laughs> Yes! I'm obsessed. Where Beatrice and Benedict just kind of look at each other softly and tenderly, and it's great. Yeah, it's very, very sweet. Um, episode 54 is called Words. It's on Ben's channel. Ben is in his room. He says he has a message for Claudio. Um, apparently, Pedro, Claudio, and John have made it clear that Ben has to take a side. So Ben hopes this will make things very clear. Uh, we cut to earlier, uh, B and Ben are talking in Ben's room. Uh, I think Ben gives her tea or something. Is it tea or... I assume it's tea because yeah. Ben likes tea. Yeah, I think he gives her tea and basically, like, says he wants to cheer her up. Yeah. And he- she says that she wants to stay sad for a bit longer. And he says, I don't want you to feel sad, which is just, ugh. Very good. Ah, uh, it's so cute. They, uh, ben asks how Beatrice is and how Hero is, and B says Hero's bad. We still don't really have much of what is actually going on with Hero. Um, we get the whole eat his heart in the marketplace scene, which is always yes. a highlight of Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, where so good. Beatrice says that she wishes she could rip out Claudio's heart and eat it. And, and yeah, go. Then Ben Ben says, "You know that isn't the answer." And Beatrice responds, "People always say violence isn't the answer, but look at the way the world works." And Ben's response is, "Not violence, cannibalism. It's never the answer, Beatrice." Yeah, that's very good. Um, yes. Ben suggests that Beatrice tell the camera what she wants to tell Claudio, uh, and. B sits next to him and just straight up is very angry at the camera. It's interesting. Okay, here's an interesting thing. In the play, Beatrice has to ask Benedict to kill Claudio 
because Beatrice could not do it herself because she is a woman. Option for her. Yeah. And here, here it obviously, like, they have just as much agency. Yeah. Characters. But Beatrice is talking about, I want you dead, like, I want to kill you. And then she asks Ben, you'll kill him for me, won't you? And I think that's interesting that, like, she still asks Ben to do it. Yeah, I think it's more of like a, you're on my side, right? Like, we would do this together, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. More so than you would do this on my behalf. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Because she also says, watch your back, fuck face, I am coming for you. Sincerely, Beatrice Duke. (laughs) Sincerely, Beatrice Duke, yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's that episode. Um, episode 55 is a 30-second video. Um, Dogberry and Virgis, we're back to the watch. And we're going to have the watch for quite a bit, these upcoming episodes. Yeah, they're, they're like half of these episodes. Yeah. Um, they say that the time for watching has finished, the time for doing has begun. They also argue over what to call their viewers. Um, dog, yes. dodges or verge berries. Yes. Um, the end the description there, I liked this line where Virgis writes, we will soon begin our quest for freedom, liberty, feminism. These dorks. Yeah. Episode 56 yeah. is called brothers in quotation marks. It's on Ben's yeah. channel. Um, Pedro and Claudio are in Ben's room. Uh, Ben comes in and uh, he, I guess Ben's parents just like let Claudio and Pedro in without telling Ben. (laughs) Yeah, and they basically say that they like want some laughs and they're Mm -hmm. depending on Benedict to like give that to them. Yeah. Um, Which kind of harkens back to like way earlier yeah um, when like they when, they say when Beatrice says that they only keep him around because like he's kind of weird and funny yeah and Ben is super not down with that he is aggressively folding shirts it's in great. the background it's great <laughs> it's so great um well Claudio is like complaining about how Leo kicked him off the team which makes me wonder like what character development Leo has been through between mm-hmm. um yeah yeah um between episode 53 and here but i i don't know you know claudio is sad and um ben, you know, ben, 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 keeps refusing, yeah. ben keeps refusing to join them and pedro says beatrice has got you on a tight leash which is just gross yep it's really gross and ben angrily crumples a shirt and then asks if they have any sympathy for Hero. Uh, They also say about Beatrice, she's only with you because she pities you, which is also very gross, but it also makes me wonder about the timeline of things, because from this, it seems like Beatrice and Benedict are together at this point. I mean, I feel like they've just sort of, like, started spending a lot of time together at this point but they aren't officially anything and they haven't said anything and people are just assuming yeah because i don't know yeah because they're not i mean they don't admit to being anything until almost the very end obviously but mm-hmm. i think also in a later video that we're watching next week um people will ask them what's going on yeah. So I think they're just kind of assuming at this point. But either way, the things they say are extremely gross. Yeah. Uh, they also say, for all we know, cheating runs in the family. Yep. Uh, it's, yeah. The, the kill Claudio energy is really strong with this. Yep. And Ben <laughs> just tells them to leave. He kicks them out. And yeah. Claudio, at the end, seems to realize that, like, he does not come across very well in this video. So we asked Ben not to upload it, and Ben is like, looks like I did make a video today. Yes. Strong energy. Yeah. I think this is, like, Ben's strongest character moment, possibly. Yeah. Um, Because he, like, he really 
doesn't let them get away with their shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he doesn't let them insult him. He doesn't let them insult Beatrice. He doesn't let them insult Hero. And he, like, calls out the whole thing and makes them leave. Yeah. So, yeah. Episode 57 is 15 seconds long. <laughs> it's called What Happened at Midnight? It's the watch. Uh, Virgis and Dogberry are attacking someone. And yeah. as as the video ends, we hear Robbie say, I've got midgets on me. Yep, and that's the whole thing. Yep. Episode 58, we cut to Dogbrain and Virgis are in a garage, perhaps? Probably. Garage, basement, one of those. Uh, Cora is sitting in a chair. Dogberry is tying her up with rope and asks her if she knows how to tie knots. Yeah. Uh, they Dogberry and Virgis start interrogating Cora. I don't know when they got Cora to get get there because the video before that was just them attacking Robbie. Um, Dogberry said they know the plan, and Cora's like, "Oh, you know the plan? Just run us, th- run me through it then." And Dogberry's like, "Uh, you wanted to make Hero feel bad? Like he doesn't know what's going on." <laughs> yeah. He also keeps calling her Petunia, which is her middle name. And she hates she is, it. She hates it. Yeah. Um, we established that they have settled on the name Dodge Verge Variants as the name for their viewers. It's very good. Yes. Cora is extremely casual about um, being tied up, sort of, in their basement. Um, we cut to later. Uh, Robbie joins her. Uh, and she, uh, in the chairs, tied up, and she's like, oh, no, not him. I hate him. Uh, Robbie is pretty clearly drunk. Um, uh, He's, like, drunk and also bored. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot a lot happening with his face. Yeah. Otherwise, he's not really doing much. Yeah. Um, uh, we cut away to Dobrain Virgis talking, uh, talking to the camera. We saying like we have them in our lair, and Virgis says, "Lair? That's pretty sinister. What about Clubhouse?" Yeah, I'm like, "Lair is sinister, but also they literally kidnapped two people." Yeah, that is very true. So um, <laughs> they ask Robbie, "What were you doing?" And he responds, "Your mum." <laughs> yeah, and then Virgis yells at them, "Tell us now!" It's very good. Episode 59 is just a continuation of this. Um, Virgis yells at them again, and Dalbury's like, Virgis, I'm bad cop. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, cut uh, away, we cut away to um, Dalbury and Virgis uh, aside, and uh, they used Robbie's phone to tell his mom, text his mom that he loves him, and Dalbury says, I think he and his mother have some issues. They need to resolve them. <laughs> Yes. I like that, like, Dogberry is like, I'm gonna try to, I, I want them to, him to, like, make up with his mother while he has him kidnapped. I know. The watch is such a mess. Uh, Virgis asks, has Tibbles gone to the dark side? Is the cat involved? Yeah, and Robbie and Cora are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, Cora is like, Yes, the cat is involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cora very much starts playing along in this one, and it's great. Uh, there's a very, there's a scene of them feeding Robbie cornflakes. Yes. Uh, trying to make him eat the cornflakes. He finally opens his mouth and eats them, and then he spits them out, and they're very angry at him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, eventually, Cora finally tells them that John hates Pedro. And Robbie's like, don't tell them. And Cora says, uh, if I if we tell them, they'll just let us go and it'll be fine. And Robbie says, they're not going to let us go, ever. I've resigned myself to that. Yeah, this episode is very funny. Like, yeah. I, I honestly don't remember these, like, watch interrogation episodes being as funny as they are. Yeah. Um, episode 60, Trouble is Our Business. 
it starts with it's it's more and more of this. I don't understand why these three videos couldn't have been one video. I'm not. I think they. I think the reason they did, they did that is because they wanted to space them out throughout a week. I think. Um, it starts with Robbie trying to leave, and they and like Dogberry tackles him and makes sure they can't leave. Um, Robbie and Cora start arguing about John. Um, Robbie says, "At least I'm not following John around like a fucking lap dog." And Cora says, he's following me. <laughs> Which makes me wonder about this whole Cora-John dynamic. Yeah. I've noticed, kind of... I've noticed in a lot of Much Ado About Nothing adaptations, this is the second one I've seen now, where they make Conrad a girl and make her romantically involved with John. Yeah. Because the John Sweden I... one also did that. Yeah, and I'm not really sure where that comes from. Yeah. Um... Like, and also, like, if you think there's sexual tension there, why do you make it straight? But also, I don't think there is. Yeah. So, it's just kind of a mystifying choice. Yeah. Um, these episodes do kind of make me wish that we saw more of Cora. Yeah, um, definitely. Because she's, like, just, I don't know, she's an entertaining character. She's very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut to uh, Dogberry and Burgess and in the side... Where Dogberry's like, you will never believe what Cora Anderson just called me. I am an ass. <laughs> uh, and Virgis says, donkeys are majestic creatures. You're pretty majestic. And Dogberry responds, really? Thank you. It's very good. Yeah. It, it's, they're so strange. I love them so much. <laughs> uh, Cora... We, back in the interrogation room, Cora is just on her phone somehow. Yeah, and, she's taking selfies. And Dobre takes the phone and is like, no selfies in my interrogation room. Um, Virgis says the hero is dead. Um, and Robbie and Cora are like, that's ridiculous. But then Cora's like, well, she hasn't been at school. And Hero, you know Hero, she's not someone who would usually want to miss school. And they all kind of start to believe it. Even yeah. Dogberry and Virgis, even though Virgis just made that up. And, yeah, and, well, Virgis does say that there was an ambulance, and mm -hmm. it's never, we never learn if that's true or not. Because yeah. if it is, that feels like a plot hole. And if it's not, it doesn't matter. But, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Episode 61 is on Ben's channel. It's called To John. Uh, we have Pedro filming on his phone uh, vertically. Um, and he basically yep. just is asking John to come home. He says, Mom and Dad are worried about you. They don't deserve to be treated like this. Yeah. Which obviously and shows that Pedro is more concerned for his parents being worried than if John is actually okay. Yeah, which is pretty yikes of him. Yeah. Um, it's very odd that he, like, in-universe, why would Pedro think that Ben's YouTube channel was the most likely place for John to look? I don't know. Maybe he um, also posted it to Facebook oh, or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I assume he did, but it's pretty funny that, like, he went to the trouble to hack into Ben's YouTube I channel. I have a feeling Ben's YouTube is still <laughs> logged in from the time that he uploaded the videos at Pedro's party. Yeah, probably. I don't think he hacked it. <laughs> or even, um, I think there was actually another one that was filmed at Pedro's house that Pedro uploaded. Yeah, so the Dear Benedict one. one. Yeah. You can so tell because it it's not in all caps. Yeah. Episode 62 is called The Three Seniors. Um, we have, it's outside, it's on the Watchers channel. We have Dogberry and Virgis. They're guiding Robbie along to Pedro and Claudio. Uh, Robbie admits to them that he was jealous of Claudio because Claudio got his spot on the football team. And he admits that it was him and Meg, not him and Hero, that they saw that night. Uh, and he says that it was John's idea. He just made you see what he wanted you to. He admits that John paid him and planned this. Um, and then Robbie tells Pedro and Claudio that Hero is dead. Yep. 
So that's a lot. Um, in the yeah, he also says that Meg had nothing to do with it, which yeah. is like his his one moment where I don't hate him. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. There is also a comment on this video from Ursula um, saying that this whole, that she's finally watched all of the watches videos and that all of this was highly illegal and they need to have a conversation about this and they need to talk to the Dukes or she's going to confiscate their camera. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> yes. Uh, episode 63 is called Hero. We have Beatrice all alone. She's wearing black. She tells the camera that Hero is not dead, but she has been quite sick. And that they are having uh, something for Hero at the park. Uh, and so that people can make messages for Hero while she's in the hospital. So she's presenting the idea that Hero is currently in the hospital. And what I like about this is that there actually was an event at the park in New Zealand on the day that uh, Beatrice specifies. Because in the description, um, the candle wasters put a, like, hey, guys, we're going to have a meetup at this day, at this time, in this place. Which I think was cool. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Episode 64 is called Confession. It's on Ben's channel. Uh, the Donaldsons just really like using Ben's channel for some reason. Yeah. My question is, we've we've established some ways, or like the way that Pedro could have had access to Ben's YouTube channel, but how did John get his password? Is his password know. just something really obvious? Probably. <laughs> like Ben Flamingo something? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's John. John is sitting alone in front of a wall to make this look very stark and depressing. Uh, yeah. It says, I know you've all decided that I've been depressed, but I can't be depressed. There's nothing wrong in my life, which I think is a interesting line. Yeah. Um, he starts complaining about how Pedro is perfect and how Pedro would often tell John that he doesn't live up to their parents' expectations. Which is very yikes. Yeah, and then John says that he always knew that they were Pedro's expectations. Yeah. Which is really bad. Uh, apparently Pedro would be like, why can't you just be normal, John? For some reason, that I still don't understand, John decides to take that out on Claudio. Yeah, I he just didn't like Claudio for some reason. He says he hates Claudio almost as much as Pedro for some reason. I don't quite get yeah. it. Um, something that I think is really interesting is that the plan from the beginning included Cora saying that it was false and like basically saying that Hero didn't do it at some point. Um, and that it was supposed to basically discredit Pedro. Um, because he basically says they'd forgive Claudio. Um, and they'd also forgive John because they'd be like, oh, he didn't know Hero that well. But that Pedro would take the blame because he should have known better. Which is, like, almost a rational plan. It's but- like... You know that meme where it's, like, small brain, large brain, galaxy brain? Like, John is on, like, super galaxy brain levels where, like, he can foresee every single little thing and, like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he didn't... What he didn't foresee was that Hero would be hurt and that she would get sick. And I guess he feels bad for Hero now. And it's like, oh, now you feel bad for Hero? You had her as a pawn in this game this whole time. And you didn't want to consider how this might affect her. So, like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. He says Claudio was to be collateral damage, but Hero wasn't. And I'm like, well, who cares? Like, she she still got hurt. Yeah. And I know, I know that this is where the Donald Duke shippers appear. Mm-hmm. Like, like, people who are going to ship that are going to start shipping it at that moment. Mm-hmm. But yikes, like that, 
What this means is that he didn't consider the consequences of his actions. What it does not mean is him caring about Hero. Yeah. Like, it just means that he, like, has some level of, like, human empathy and, like, understands that what, that she was not, like, that she shouldn't have been hurt by this. Yeah. Like, he's not, he's not a bad enough person to not feel bad for hurting someone in the crossfire of his actions. Yeah. But he doesn't care about Hero herself. Yeah. And also, he still hurt her. Yeah. Ah. Anyways, episode 65 is on Ben's channel. It's called, yeah. Yes. I don't know why. It just is. Uh, Ben is outside. He has a ukulele and a plastic flamingo. (laughs) Um, He tells the Donaldsons to quit hacking his account. Um, And then we cut to him apparently trying to write a song. Yeah. Um, He calls Meg over. Meg is doing surprisingly all right. Yeah. Like, I wish, I really, really wish that we had gotten some something of Meg after the hero party. Because we have no idea what Meg's thought process was. We have no idea how hurt Meg was by this Robbie cheating on her thing. Like... I don't know. I just, I feel like Meg deserves more. Yeah, I agree. I think that's like, I think Meg and Ursula are both kind of like underserved by this show. Yeah. I feel like Meg especially is like, she feels very complicated, but she doesn't get to be because we don't see enough of her. Yeah. Um, he, Ben asks Meg to go get B. Um, we cut to later. Ben is singing a song as uh, Beatrice approaches, but it turns out he's singing a love song to Floyd the Flamingo. Yeah. Um, so Beatrice does show up, and Ben says that people don't usually listen to him when he asks them for things, which is very sad. So sad. And, but, you know, she kind of teases him and says, I'm the only one who can listen to your incessant rants. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I will stay here until you say go. Ben says, don't go. And B is like, you said go. And she starts to leave, but Ben stops her. Yes. Beatrice picks up Floyd and throws him away. Yeah. Ben calls him his special friend. And he is like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Um... They start talking um, about like Ben yeah. asks like what why you like why she likes him. And um this is very much like the for which of my bad parts did you fall for me or whatever the quote is exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think it's for which of my bad parts did you first suffer love for me? Yeah. Or maybe is that what she says? One of them says suffer love, but I don't remember yeah. which but yeah she she gestures at him and says all of this is the epitome of evil so that leaves nothing but the bad stuff and your faults for me to like which doesn't quite make sense but it's still cute it doesn't yeah and he's like thanks yeah uh ben says in start in spite of all the warning signs i still like you which is very cute yes um Ben says, I get the feeling we can't flirt like normal people. B says, we're far, far too clever. Um, Ben is very awkward talking about his feelings for Beatrice. uh, And it cuts right as he's saying, I'm in love. And it cuts. Uh, And he says, all it takes is one smile, one little acknowledgement that I mean something to you. And it's like everything just stops. And it's like, Ben, when did you get to be like, Eloquent. <laughs> right? What did he gain this way with words? I don't know, but I, I appreciate it because it's very romantic. Yeah. It's very good. And then she leans in to kiss him. And of course, instead of the kiss, we get a flamingo montage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and be like, I don't like you, obviously. <laughs> 
Right after kissing him. Yeah. Ben tells her, I would stop drinking tea for you. Yeah, like, wow, that's love. Yep. Episode 66 is on Ben's channel. It's called Song. Uh, ben and Balthazar are sitting outside. Balthazar has his ukulele. Ben has finished his song for B. It's so cute and so bad. It's so bad. I There's a it. horrible rap solo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think possibly my favorite part is maybe I scorned Steve, but now I find I'm horny for you. It's true. Maybe you are horny for me, too. I wrote down that line, too. <laughs> yeah. Just why? It's so bad, but it's so good. It's like, it's, it's like exactly the thing that Ben would write, and that's what makes it bad. But, like, it's yeah. also very cute. <laughs> and what I love about this song is that, you know, in the play, we don't actually get the sonnets that Beatrice and Benedict write. Mm-hmm. But we do get Benedict's, like, thinking through it. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, there's no rhyme for lady but baby. What rhymes with horn? Like, those are what he's wondering. And those things all are in the song. Yeah, it's, and, very, it's a very good adaptation. Yeah. Um... And yeah, like scorn and horn is the original rhyme. We keep scorn be horny. Um, and then lady baby, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other line in this is what if we were dating? Wouldn't that be breaking all the rules? I'm like, Ben, you're several months early on that one. Yeah, and also why would it be breaking That's all the rules? You're, you're two straight people. Right, exactly. Uh, despite the fact that I largely had Canon Beatrice and Ben as both being bisexual, but like still, oh, they're clearly both bisexual. Yeah, but, but like in like the yeah. reality of the show, they are two. They are like straight people who are in love and can just date. Like, why would that be breaking the rules? Except for the fact yeah. that everyone would make fun of you because you've been hating each other for so long. Yeah. I think it's just like the rules that they've constructed for themselves, where yeah. they're supposed to like have a rivalry mm-hmm. but that's not real yeah <laughs> uh one of my favorite lines is and this will sound sappy but you make me happy it's very cute. cute so cute uh episode 67 uh is on the watch and ursula's channel it's called project five for hero uh and we are at the park uh this episode yeah. is very beautifully shot like it's gorgeous yeah uh, we see B and Meg hug. Uh, I'm glad that there's no animosity there, even though I yeah, wish that too. like we had seen some of how that thought process worked out. Yeah. Everyone is wearing black. Pedro and Claudio show up. I wrote, this is a beautiful park. There's like little islands and stuff in the water. Like, I, like this is very pretty. <laughs> Yeah, it's very pretty, and it's really the one of the only times in this show when we get to see, like, the pretty New Zealand landscapes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just so nice. Um, Beatrice uh, has a bouquet of flowers, and they all um, take flower petals and throw them into the water. Um, we see Pedro and Claudio standing by the water. Uh, B and Ben go up to them and talk to them briefly. We don't hear what they say. Pedro and Claudio walk away. B and Ben are staring off into the water and they end up holding hands. Yes. It's really sweet. It's very sweet. It's very like supportive like I'm here for you hand Mm -hmm. holding. Yeah. Yeah. Then we start getting into people, uh, they're all sitting on the ground, and they start giving messages for Hero. Meg's message is, uh, like, she loves her and hopes that she's better soon. Um, Virgis's message is, uh, we're sorry for killing Hero for saying that you're dead. <laughs> yeah, um, Dogberry apparently couldn't make it, so Virgis is speaking for both, both of them. Um, yeah. Uh, Balthazar quotes M- uh, Mumford and Sons, says, Sigh no more, men have always been deceivers. Uh, which is not him quoting Mumford and Sons, it's him quoting himself in the play, but Mumford and Sons yeah, is quoting himself from the play. Yeah, and Pedro kind of looks at him, 
yeah. that line. And I don't know if Pedro is giving him a look like, why did you have to say that? Or a look like, oof. Yeah. But I I don't know. But it's a, he's very angsty. Pedro's very angsty. Yeah. Pedro, um, Pedro says he's sorry. They messed up. It's their fault. Um, Ursula says, Ursula's wearing white, I noticed. And yeah. everyone else is wearing black, which only feeds into my, uh, the Ursula conspiracy. Yes. Um, which is like, this is in the play, this is a wedding scene. Ursula's wearing white. Uh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Ben says they haven't known each other long. But she's one of the most wonderful people he knows. And then we get to Claudio. I think that Claudio's actor, Matthew J. Smith, I think he does a great job with this. Yeah, this acting is fantastic. Um, um, I don't want it, but it's fantastic. Yeah. He says that Hero getting sick made him realize that none of it mattered. Like any of the hit her maybe cheating on him, none of that mattered. Um, he defends himself, kind of, by saying he thought it was too good to be true when he was insecure. Jules again. Uh, here we just lost some audio completely. Basically, we were saying that uh, at the end of Claudio's speech, they look over and they see Hero, and then Claudio goes up to hug her. Claudio goes to hug Hero, and it made me very uncomfortable. Uh, because yeah. she's, like, not hugging him back at first. She hugs him back eventually, but, like... She's kind of holding her arms out to the side in fists, and it's like, Claudio, get away from her. Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable with the fact that he goes straight to touching her when he was just talking about everything being his fault and all of that. Yeah. It, I, it does not feel good. No, it's, it's not good. That's the end of that episode. So, that's that yeah. chunk. What did you think? Um... Well, like, I think in some ways this is the best part of the whole show. Yeah. In some ways. Um, like, we get John's dramatic, like, villain monologue, which isn't really that. Um, we get the watches, just general wild content. Um, and I think the... Beatrice and Benedict together moments mm -hmm. are so, so good in this chunk. Um, I think, like, especially in words, they're just, like, very, like, Ben is just there to support B. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very sweet. And, like, in general, they have such a good dynamic and it's so nice to finally see them yeah. like getting along, even though Beatrice isn't her usual witty self. Um, and it's also just nice to see Ben come through so strongly. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple thoughts. One is that I still don't understand John's motivation. Like I understand that like he felt belittled by Pedro and, like, I understand that he hated Pedro and wanted Pedro to be people to not like Pedro anymore. But the whole plan is just so wild. That, yeah, it's like, so convoluted. And, like, every single little thing needed to go right. Like, I feel like... I mean, it's definitely... I feel like Robbie's motivation maybe should have been John's motivation. Like, keep... John hating Pedro, and then also John gets kicked off the football team and replaced with Claudio. Like, then I would understand him hating Claudio more. Because I think that kind of is Don John's motivation more in the play. I mean, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't have a great motivation either. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he's a kind of weak villain, honestly. But but it's because I think the it villain is like misogyny, right? And he's kind of just a trigger and, for it. Yeah, and that's the case here, too, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think in the, like, first two-thirds of this show, almost, there's a lot of, like, kind of casual misogyny. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't come out in full force until, you know, Hero's birthday. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's like at that point where we see like Pedro and Claudio really become the villains because they are like become embodiments of that misogyny and where we see Ben distance himself from it and grow out of it. Yeah. There was a post on Tumblr that I saw that was like that meme that was like tag what you're majoring in. Uh And some of them are like Minecraft and some of them is like, like stuff like that. And someone was doing it for love little losers and they put Pedro as respecting women and I'm no. Just, no, 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 no. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Maybe he has learned a bit by little losers, but like, don't forget. Don't forget that he did not respect women for a very long time. Yeah. And like, the only one who gets that title is Ben. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he only gets there after like a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, he doesn't respect women really at the beginning of the show. Yeah, and now he does. That's called character development, but that's not Pedro's character development. Yeah. So he does not drink respect women juice. He definitely doesn't. I mean, and I'm not saying that like Pedro is horrible. I actually like him as a character because yeah. I think he's like, I don't know, like he's angsty and tortured and complicated, but he's not like evil. Yeah. Um. But, and, like, he's also very well acted. Yeah. Um, so that's always a plus. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good acting um, in this show. But, yeah. Ugh. My other major thought is that I really, really wish that we had gotten another solo episode from B at some point after Hero's birthday. Which we don't get. Yeah. Besides, like, her saying that they're going to have the party, not the party, the meet-up for Hero. We don't get her talking to the camera, ranting to the camera anymore. And that feels like such a thing that defined the earlier episodes of the show. And I would have liked to have, like, just another Beatrice monologue. Like, her talking about what she's going through, how she feels about Ben, her thought process changing about Ben. I would have loved to see that. Maybe she talks about Meg. Maybe a video of her and Meg talking. I don't know. There are so many ideas, like, for episodes that they could have had that I guess I understand why they didn't have, but that I kind of wish still were there. I feel like they didn't have them because they're not in the play, but that's, like, a failing of the play is that we don't get enough Beatrice. And we don't, especially, like, near the end, we don't get enough from her perspective. And I think, yeah, like, if they put, I don't know, like... A Beatrice episode in between, like, words and the watch, like, where she really goes off. Um, And because I really love seeing those first two episodes of her and Ben together and him supporting her. Mm -hmm. And it's like right after everything has happened. But I think that once they're no longer in the immediate aftermath. And it's been like a couple weeks. Cause I think it's been like a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I do feel like Beatrice would, like you said, make a ranting video where it's just her, or like her and Meg or where, you know, she would like talk about things and it would also be something that like, Pedro and Claudio maybe would watch Mm -hmm. and be responding to in brothers when they're being so awful. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I would really like another solo Beatrice video and that's just a thought of where maybe I would put it, but I'm sure there are also other places. I honestly would put it like even after the project five, like I might, I might put it like just Mm. her, reflecting on everything because like earlier in earlier Beatrice solo episodes she talks about like oh it's one of those classic Beatrice rants and the fact that she doesn't get any of those after this point kind of makes me feel bad that like she kind of has lost some of that characterization almost yeah I agree um yeah I I don't know what else to say other than I agree it would be nice to have at least one more Solo Beatrice, 
And, you know, they could have even had one like afterwards that was her and Meg and then one after Project 5 that was just her. Yeah, they ended on episode 76. That's a weird number to end on. You could have put a couple more in there. Yeah. Make it 80. Make it a nice round 80. We get a B episode. We get a uh, B and Meg. What else do we get? I mean, I feel like the resolution of Hero and Claudio is very strange. We're going to get that kind of right away next week. Um, And I don't know. Like, I I respect Hero's decision, but it, they, uh, yeah. um, I think they don't make it very clear in that video that they're not actually back together. It's only made clear in the description. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, I think, like, in general, I was just talking about how much I love Ben's character development and, like, how strong he is in these episodes. But the downside to that is that he's a lot stronger than B in these episodes. Yeah. And that he kind of steps into more of the protagonist role where before they were sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like, I, I they're both wonderful characters. but. I just wish they could have the same amount of, like, screen time and control over the narrative, I guess. Yeah, like, this, yeah. Is, it's like, this is a problem that has happened in other literary web series, too. Specifically, my friend Ingrid was talking about how she felt that after, in Lizzie Bennet Diaries, after the Lydia crisis, Lizzie felt much more, like, toned down and, like less like less like herself as than she did before which like makes sense because she just went through this horrible situation but also it makes me feel like we've lost a little bit of like the connection like I don't know I feel less yeah. connected to Beatrice at this point because I she hasn't really talked to the she hasn't talked to me she has not right. she does not really at any point throughout the rest of these episodes talked to me she has talked to Claudio and Pedro and, like, the people at Messina High to, like, come to Hero's meetup. But she is not, ta- she's never talking to, like, us. The audience. Yeah. Yeah, her YouTube audience. Yeah. Like, who exists in-universe? Yeah. people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like part of that not all of it, but at least, like, with something like the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, the, like, romantic ending is technically the ending of the story, mm-hmm. but it's not really. Like, in Crime and Prejudice, there's actually kind of a lot of stuff that happens after Elizabeth and Darcy get together. Yeah. Because they, like, have to talk to the parents, and there's, like, a whole thing with Lady Catherine again, mm-hmm. and, like, Elizabeth writes to the gardeners and then we get told what happens to everyone after they all get married. Like, I think there's like two chapters. Yeah. Um, and there's like a whole family dinner even, um, which obviously like that's, that is the two of them as a couple, but I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of tempting to like not try with your protagonist characterization once they're in a relationship. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, that's the happy ending, so we don't need, like, Yeah, and and clearly, like, Beatrice and Benedict are in some sort of relationship at this point, not one that they're, like, putting labels on or anything. But, like, so, like, that isn't really their happy ending because we still have the whole stuff of them, like, not, not acknowledging, like, arguing and like talking about how like no we're not actually a couple we are a couple people like accuse them of it so there's like there's still more there but like yeah i don't know right we won't get them as an official couple until blurg i think yeah but yeah because like okay here's another Uh, problem i have and i i know that we're not up to this yet because this is in the last last chunk of episodes but Beatrice does not end the series. Ben does. Beatrice's last video is her and Hero two episodes before the actual end of the series where Ben says goodbye. And I don't really like that that much. Either. I think that, like, that 
that episode, which is Beatrice and Hero's last one, mm-hmm. should have been something else. Like, it should have been just a normal vlog with the two of them, where they maybe weren't as into it as they had been before. Yeah. But they were still making a video. And then we would get one foot. And then Ben's last one, where he promises he's going to come back. And then a last one of just Beatrice saying that she's stopping vlogging. Yeah. I, I wish that Beatrice had had the last word, I guess. Because, yeah. like... She was our first word. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and ending it with Ben makes it seem like the protagonist role has shifted from her to him. Yeah, where in fact it was always shared, but she was more of the protagonist. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. And I guess One Foot was not originally going to be in the show. So, like, it it maybe felt a bit more natural to have it end with... Beatrice and Hero saying, okay, we're not making more videos. And then Ben saying, I am going to make more videos eventually. Yeah, um, I think without one foot, it would be less jarring, especially because Ben's last video is so short. But the fact is he gets, after the end of Beatrice and Hero's video, Ben gets one extremely long video and then one short one. Yeah. So, because I think one foot is the longest episode. It's like nine day. minutes long. It's long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I I think this also feeds into what we were saying about Meg and Ursula, because I I wish that the, Beatrice and Hero are obviously very strong female characters, but Meg and Ursula aren't really, and I want, like, okay, so we, they have the, the four boys and the four girls, and out of the four boys, it's Ben, Claudio, Pedro, and Balthazar. And Balthazar isn't really much of a character, and that's because, like, he just plays the music. And, like, it doesn't feel like there's anything lacking because he's not much of a character. Yeah, I think, I think, like, Balthazar and Ursula contribute to the plot equally. Yeah. But I think Balthazar gets more screen time because of his songs. Yeah, and Whereas because- Ursula mostly, Ursula mostly exists in video descriptions. Yeah. And I wish that Meg, because, like, if we think about equivalencies, Ben, B, Claudio, Hero, Pedro, Meg, Balthazar, Ursula. And I wish that Meg, that Meg is to Pedro. So I wish that Meg felt like as strong as a character as Pedro. Yeah, and I feel like she could have. Yeah. Because, like I said, she feels very complicated, but isn't. Yeah. Whereas Pedro just is complicated. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think both actors do a good job. Yeah. It's just that there's so little of Meg. And there's not enough Meg in Lovely Little Lizards either. Exactly. Like, why is there never enough Meg? I don't know. And and I wasn't even that big of a Meg fan when I first watched the show, but now I really want more Meg. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It just kind of stinks. And, like, I understand that, like... This was their first show. Like, they didn't quite, they they maybe didn't have all the pieces together. But, like, yeah. I, I still wish that there were other things happening. Yeah, and I definitely think, like, maybe some of the flaws come from sticking too closely to the script, which yeah. is bizarre because I think most of our issues with their later shows come from them not sticking to the script. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So I don't know what would have happened if they'd veered farther away and like invented more scenes because other than like the Q and A's and a couple other things, pretty much everything is from the play, just sometimes stretched. Yeah. Um, sometimes really stretched, like the whole pizza situation. Mm-hmm. They stretched into like four videos when I think yeah. they were taking it from like one pretty short scene. But yeah, like I would have liked to see like we said, more Solo B near the end, more Meg in general, more Ursula in general, even though Ursula doesn't, I mean, she doesn't do very much, but it would still be nice to have more of her. Yeah. Um, and like more of their friend group as a group, because when we do get them as a group, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the, the sleepover and the one where B makes the chocolate salad. Mm-hmm. Those are good 
and also the one where B overhears them talking about her. Yeah. All of those have the dynamic of their friend group, but there's still not nearly enough of them. Yeah. Um, so I would have liked to see all of that, but I also have no idea what it would have looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Want to do the fashion corner? Yeah, let's do the fashion corner. Okay. Um, in the interrogation episodes, Virgis is wearing a very cute, like, polka dot cardigan. And also another Virgis outfit. Uh, in episode 62, um, she is wearing her suspenders and she has a little red beret on, which is very cute. Um, which she takes off when they say that Hero is dead in mourning. <laughs> Um, in Idiots, I really love the bee in, like, a very simple red top wearing Hero's beads. And then, uh, Ben and and Bee's blue button-ups, that's so many bees, um, Ben and Bee's blue button-ups in Nia. Yeah. Do you have any Um, others? Um, uh, Bee's flannel and cuff jeans in words, um, is very bi. And also just a good outfit. Um, and I think pretty much everyone looks good in Project 5. Um, just like everyone looked good in Hero's Birthday. Yeah. Um, but I spe- especially like Ben's vest. I don't know. It's just fun. Um, or maybe fun isn't the right word, but like yeah. I appreciate Ben's vest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so next week is our last episode of Nothing Much to Do, which is wild. Yeah, we've been doing this for for a while, but it's still wild that we're already at the end. Yeah. Um, So, we will be talking about um, episode 68 through 76. Um, That will be to the end. And, um, yeah, I guess in that episode we will announce what show we're doing next. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you want to get updates on what we're doing next, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at It's Super Impod. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere you find podcasts. Um, if you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be incredible. Um, thank you so much again to Hazel for kind of digging up some Pedrazar receipts. Yeah. Um, yeah. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye.